We're playing basketball. We love that basketball. Everyone now. We're playing basketball. I said everyone. We love that basketball. I don't know this song. I can't join in. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. Then on the microphone, I like Dr. J and Moses Malone. I didn't know. I like slam dunks. Take you to the hoop. My favorite play is the alley oop. Are you really? I like the pick and roll. I like the give and go. Said basketball, Mr. Curtis Blow. No, it's a Curtis Blow song. You never heard that basketball? Oh, it's a real song. No, yeah. I've heard the Delosol. Um, is it Saturday the rollerblading song or roller skating song? About Saturdays. <laughs> it's about roller skating on Saturdays. Oh, it's about how Saturdays. Only on Saturdays. It's about how Saturdays are for roller skating. Like you can roller skate other days, but Saturdays are for it. I haven't heard this basketball song, but what I have heard is a song about roller skating on Saturday. <laughs> is that the same thing? Yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> Hi, y'all listening. Right now it's me because I got the headphones and no one else does. Uh, this is, is it <laughs> yeah, whack? Yeah, I'm not listening. You know, Adam said not listening. <laughs> thinking about something else. <laughs> um, so hi to everyone else who's actually listening. This is Nara from Is It Whack, um, a podcast by Insomniac Film Festival where we talk about fun films that we think should be talked about more and whether or not they are whack in whatever way you want whack to mean. Not you listening because we get to decide <laughs> how whack they are, but however the panel decides. But if you want to be on an episode, you know, drop us a line. We can probably yeah. get you on here. Yeah, send a message. We got space. We got open slots on this pod. I know standards. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, that's not true. If you can talk about something um, and you want to talk to us about it, then you can you can be on the pod. It'd help if it was a film of some sort. No yeah. babies. You have to be able to talk. Well, you, we could throw some goo-goo gaggles on this. I'm still into that. Yeah. We talked about that as a possibility, right? Babies? Yeah, some baby guests. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we could. We could do that. I think I think we threw that out when we were like, what guests could we have? And we were like... Babies. Yeah, that, yeah. that's it. That's the only idea we had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's Adam. Um, good to meet you. My name is Seb. Also good to meet you. <laughs> Can I describe where we are coming out from? Yeah. We are sending out, sending out this radio broadcast from <laughs> Q Media. Shout out to them for letting us record here. Shout out Q Media. On this cold yeah. winter's day. I don't know if they go by Q Mead. If you hear Take some now. <laughs> if you hear some wind and snow, it's because it's windy and it's snowing. There was a blizzard this morning. It gone damn nearly woke me up. <laughs> wow, I had to wake up before the blizzard. Wow. I woke up when it was hailing or sleet or whatever. Damn. But yeah. That sucks. Well, I guess it was a, a hail at my time also. Okay. You're right. It was the hail that goddamn nearly woke me up. By the time I woke up, <laughs> that's just a nice little blizzard. I'm uh, Nara again. I said that earlier, <laughs> but I just thought it was appropriate now because everybody's saying their name. And yeah. Yeah, this is called Adam. Do you want to intro the oh, film? Oh, do I want to intro this film? Are you kidding? This week, it's my pick. Okay, we've been going through other people's picks. We did Spring Breakers. We did Head. But now we're on to a real movie. Uh <laughs> Just kidding. I liked those movies. Um, you would know if you listened to the podcast how much I did like those movies. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Those are long in the past. We're here to talk today about Uncle Drew, or as Seb likes to call it, Unky Drew. 
Isn't that right, Seb? Yes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I would like to call it that too. Hunky Drew. Hunky Drew, yeah. We've sounds... reached that point in our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's our Uncle. He's been around this whole time. <laughs> and he deserves to know. But Uncle is kind of a, a colloquial term for Drew because he goes by Uncle Drew with everyone. It's true. Yeah. But maybe one day he'll become a. I feel like if you were his actual um, nephew. nephew, you could call him Uncle Drew. But yeah. otherwise, he's Uncle Drew to everyone. Um, anyway, this is a movie um, starring some NBA players, some former NBA players, WNBA player uh, as well. Um, and it's good. Okay, it's good. Seb's going to go into the plot in a little bit. But first, I just want to talk about where I first saw this movie. Okay, listen up, people out there. Did you first see the Pepsi commercial? I did. <laughs> oh, I should start there contextually. That's a really good idea. So uh, years ago, uh, Kyrie Irving starred in this Pepsi commercial where he played a character named Uncle Drew. And kind of the concept of this commercial, it was like a four-minute video where he's this old guy and he goes out uh, onto the street and starts playing some street ball with some people. Well, he's dressed up as like an old guy and they're all like, oh, who is this, who is this old fart? The... And I think someone says that. I think they say, who is this old <laughs> fart? And then all of a sudden he starts schooling them. He's doing, he's dunking, he's hitting This threes. was like a hidden camera thing, right? Like it was uh, real? Yeah. I, I think at the time everyone assumed it was real. Um, like the people didn't know what was going on who were playing Yeah. It? They definitely packed it with people that are uh, just there. Like there's a bunch of people just holding Pepsi uh, <laughs> bottles. Uh, <laughs> no, so, that's just how the world is. Yeah, unless just everyone's <laughs> always walking around with Pepsi bottles. Um, but yeah, so it was this really fun, uh, kind of four minute ad that went viral. Pepsi put it on and then they put out a series of these. They got increasingly worse, but <laughs> <laughs> they added more and more NBA players. Kevin Love was in one. Um, and it, it, it was kind of this just like fun little weird thing that Kyrie did. Uh, and then it was announced that there was going to be a movie and everyone was like, what the, Why? Uh, I was very cynical about it for sure. I'm like, Pepsi Productions is making this movie? Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know about that one. But I went to see it on opening day, and I went to see it with my brother. And, um, you know, for me and my brother, sports has always been our most connective tissue. You know, we talk about stuff, um, but sports is definitely the thing that we talk about the most and that we're able to just bond over the most. So whenever there's, like, a big sports movie that comes out, it always feels like kind of a a great um, melding of our worlds. Because I love sports um, and I love movies. My brother's definitely more into the sports camp, but he goes and sees movies with me. But sports movies is like the one time where it's like, oh, we're both fully on board in both uh, elements of this experience. So we went to go see this movie opening weekend. I expected it to be not good. <laughs> and to my delight, it is a delight. <laughs> That is my experience of first seeing it. We're gonna we're gonna get into what I think of it, but I want to know where'd you guys first see this flick? Where'd you see it? You you must have been there opening weekend as well. You were as excited <laughs> I about this definitely as me. knew this movie existed and definitely <laughs> saw it. I wouldn't go that far. Night. <laughs> you wouldn't go as far as knowing it existed. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I must have talked me. about it. With no, you like, talked about it. I definitely know what basketball is. Um, <laughs> I definitely know what Pepsi is. <laughs> Can I say a joke I thought of earlier, but I was too slow? Yeah. 
uh, you want to watch a movie? We don't have uh, Warner Brothers. Is Pepsi Productions okay? (laughs) (laughs) That was one of the first laughs of the movie for me when the title credits credits come on and it's like, presented by Amazon Studios and Pepsi Productions. (laughs) The one and only Pepsi Production. Does Pepsi have... Is that the only Pepsi production? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what else have they made? They have to rebrand a Pepsi production. They made all those uh, all those ads with the with the pop stars. Oh yeah, they must. Well, of course. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Mean, why yeah. didn't they have why, ads? Why didn't they make that into a into a feature like movie? What, the, like, the Kylie Jenner one? No, the Gladiator <laughs> one with like Beyonce and Britney Spears and some other people in it. Excuse me. There's like it's like early 2000s. It's one and all these like pop queens are in a gladiator ring. Wow, <laughs> it's crazy. They that should sounds make that. good. That's they also made one recently. Uh, Cardi B, Steve Carell. <laughs> yeah. um, really bad. Who else was in it? John Hamm. No. No, it's like every ad. Little John's in it, I think. Oh yeah, there's someone named John. Yeah. Uh, I have not seen that ad. It was a Super Bowl ad. It's really bad. Very popular. Okay. Very good. Pepsi production. I saw this movie last night. Last night. Thought it was a good time. <laughs> Where did you watch it? At home. What position were you sitting in? And on the couch. Did you pause the movie at any point and get up and leave and come back? Yes. I got uh, another banana. Oh, you had point. one at the start of the movie. Too. I had, a, I had a, like a whole dinner at the start. And then I pause it to get my nail clippers. I cut my nails, which you probably shouldn't do while watching a movie, but did. And then I got another banana after that. Did you cross your legs? Or were uh, you sitting? I think I was sitting. You were lying down? No, I'm sitting on the couch. Just like two legs just on the ground. You don't move? <laughs> you didn't move? I, was, I think I was in that position the whole time. Because I'm a shuffler. I was leaning forward a bit deep. I'm definitely a shuffler. <laughs> no, this is great stuff. Wow. Nara, when did you see the movie? Um, I watched this film. Were you shuffling? <laughs> no. Okay. I watched this film <laughs> Friday morning after I took my sister to school. So I watched this wow. film at a fresh like 9.30 a.m. Damn. Which I think was a great time to watch this film. Yeah. Um, And I was... It's a good wake and watch. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> lying on my uh, parents bed because i had my laptop like on the floor and then my head was like hanging off of the bed and i was <laughs> watching it um see that's the kind of positional analysis <laughs> we need to hear on this podcast so um, if you're saying you're just sitting down straight and i did not uh pause this film at any time because i thoroughly enjoyed watching it and i was yeah, like i cannot pause this film um at all because it is so good. I actually yeah. did enjoy it like much more than I thought oh, I would because wow. I normally don't love like comedies, like just straightforward like comedies. Uh, I love comedies. <coughs> um, big comedy fan here. And actually, I, I did pick this movie for this episode because part of me thought that uh, one of you guys would really strongly dislike it. I'm happy to hear that you both liked it. Um, and I'm also happy, even still, like even if it's not going to be an argument, I'm happy we're talking about it because I don't think that these kind of just straightforward comedies really get super in-depth analysis very often. So I hope we can provide some and uh, write the ship, you know? Let's, let's start a new wave here. I have a question. Who oh, did I'm you think answers. would hate it? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that Hannah would not like it. Hannah, unfortunately, couldn't make it today. 
That's why she's not here. She just hates that <laughs> yeah, film yeah, yeah. so much. <laughs> she's just like, oh. I, I thought that you wouldn't really like it, Nara. Why? I don't know. Okay. Because you don't like comedies. You just said that. I mean, because I think basketball is rigged. Yeah, and because <laughs> we've had many arguments about that <laughs> <laughs> during the Raptors run. Because it was rigged. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was rigged, at least Toronto came out on top. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's good. <laughs> Um, so what is this movie? Can you tell me, Seb? Wait. I think we're actually getting into a, a segment here. The summary? Seb's, Seb's summary corner. Uh, yeah, you have a song for that? Seb's summary corner. We're playing Seb's summary corner. In a Seb's summary corner. Ooh, yeah, it's like Warner. But it's Pepsi today. Seb, take it away. Every time you do that intro specifically, even though it's been different every time, <laughs> you lapse into Jack Black. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Drew. I wasn't really sure what it was going to be because I knew it was based on a commercial and I thought there might be like kind of hidden camera elements or like real things but it's like pretty much a straightforward narrative movie with just like strange makeup effects on a lot of the characters <laughs> it's about a guy named dax played by lil rel harry from get out uh, and he is the coach of a team who is playing in a famous tournament at uh what's the park called rucker park rucker which park, is a real park a real I, we said when i talked about this beforehand i assume they have an actual annual tournament or however frequently they do it um, Maybe they don't have a hundred thousand dollar cash yeah. prize like in the movie, <laughs> and like it's maybe. definitely not televised on TV. But <laughs> Rucker Park is real. Sponsored by Pepsi. <laughs> okay, we, Seb and I were talking about this beforehand. It in the movie, like the tournament's not sponsored by Pepsi, right? But it should be. It's not sponsored by anyone. It should be sponsored by Wait, Pepsi. Wait, isn't there's so Pepsi? Sense. There's Pepsi like banners in the background though. Mm. Uh, that could okay. be the implication, Something maybe. Inside. But yeah. it's strange that they wouldn't take yeah, that merchandising would... opportunity. It's also strange that they're not drinking more Pepsi throughout the film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, Dax, is uh, he's kicked off his team that he's built by his rival, uh, played by Nick Kroll. Uh-huh. His name I can't remember. And uh, he has to find a new team, and he encounters the mythical figure of Uncle Drew, who is a basketball player who was would kind of run the park years ago but disappeared along with his team uh, for mysterious reasons and uh, Drew agrees to help him and they round up the old squad to uh, attend the tournament and try and win the money oh yeah does Drew agree to help him or does he help Drew Mm. (laughs) they're both getting something out of it yes Drew is reluctant but ultimately leads him and Dax on a journey of personal growth (laughs) and a reconciliation with the people that they care about. It becomes well, like not a Dax. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no. He grows, but he <laughs> burns yeah. bridges if anything. Uh, it becomes like a getting the band back together kind of movie. Oh, it's road trip. It's so good. Oh. It's maybe the strongest section in the movie. My Definitely. favorite part of any film is assembling the team. That oh, is the yeah, best part 100%. of any film. <laughs> <laughs> That's this entire film. I, that, yeah. And it's sort of this meta reveal of like, even though I didn't really know who the basketball players were, it was still exciting that the movie was very excited about who each of them were. Yeah. And they're all in these elaborate makeup things. Shaq, who I did know, like the only person who I did know, has this really like pretty extreme 
facial hair they set him up with <laughs> in this bizarre Who does, costume. They acknowledge this, but he looks very Wolverine-esque. <laughs> um, like the character, but also the animal. Uh, and before we get into the movie in a lot of depth, I do want to say it seems like they had so much fun making it, and that fun definitely oozes through. And there's a lot of issues with the movie, but I think like you can tell... Uh, just bursting off of the screen how much everyone who was involved with this movie really enjoyed it, which is not what I was expecting at all for a movie that was based on a commercial that was made in part by Pepsi Productions. <laughs> um, I expected it to be very commercial-esque and cynical and just like, what the hell? Like like Space Jam, where it's just like a whole big ad and there's really no heart to it, um, even though I love Space Jam. But this was not that at all. I actually think it has a ton of heart and... Uh, that's probably its best quality and overcomes a lot of things that aren't really great about it is just how much heart it does have. It's actually like a weirdly functional screenplay too. Yeah. There's like a scene that I noticed that I was like, a lot of comedies can't do this. A lot of dramatic movies can't do this. They actually dramatize like a moment of character growth, like really, really well at one point where Dax is trying to like get gas money and he challenges a oh, high yeah. school basketball team yeah. uh, like for a bet to get the gas money, but he doesn't tell the team of like all the old people. And they lose, and then Uncle Drew just pays for the gas anyway, and he's like, why didn't you just tell me? And it kind of implies that he's not being a team player. But mm-hmm. that isn't just said. Like You see like the consequences, and you see how Dax is learning that lesson and how he changes. I thought there's a, quite a few moments where they do that pretty well surprised so what do you guys think i mean i think i already kind of have an idea but do you think this movie is capital w capital a capital c capital k spelling out the word whack or do you think it is the opposite of that which i would describe as not whack what do you think it is me is that (laughs) or is that everyone yeah um, <laughs> why not? Why don't I just make it you, Nara? Just me. I'm. I'm the only one that matters. Um, I think it's whack. I think it's pretty, pretty whack. I think it's a great movie, and I think it's whack in the best way possible. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> whack as a compliment. I'm gonna go with a, with a not whack, but I love it. I I like it a lot. I think it is whack. Because there's this sort of quality to it, which, again, you wouldn't expect from a commercial movie or anything. Almost like a Mel Brooks or like a sort of 70s kind of comedy thing where it's just like so many jokes so quickly. Yeah. And uh, most of them are like pretty good. And uh, especially in the road trip section where they almost seem to be bending the rules of reality for jokes at times. Uh, Yeah, it's it's got a quality that I don't think you really see in studio comedies. As much anymore. Can we start straight from the start of the movie, which opens up with a with an awesome like thirty for thirty uh, segment? A uh, little bit of a background if you don't know these thirty for thirty, but they are these documentaries that ESPN does, where they usually take like uh, an untalked about story in sports world and kind of blows them up into this uh, usually not very good documentary. <laughs> I've said to Seb before, because Seb said to me that I watch a lot of them and never like any of them, <laughs> any question why I watch them. And then uh, I said, there's just a strange comfort in them. Like, you know exactly where they're going to go. And I always am on board. 
But it opens up with this, and there's all these choice quotes from NBA legends. You got Dikembe Mutombo in there. Bill Walton was in there. You got Steve, Steve Nash. Nash in there. You know Steve Nash. He's one of the few that I knew. I knew Dikembe Mutombo yeah, by name. Mutombo. But there's so many funny jokes. There's one uh, where Jerry West, who is the uh, source of the NBA logo, says that <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Drew was actually the NBA logo, but they shaved off his afro in the uh, in the photo. Um, just a great muscular opening to the movie. And it's like, for me, it really established this myth in a way that like every sports fan can understand right away because we all know what those 30 for 30s are like. Oh, so freaking funny. So freaking funny, too. That ham sandwich joke. Yes, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Every time it was called back to, it was funny. Yeah, too. no, it's nice it that they like, called back. It's also because, like, they never called back to, the, like, that sort of style. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they didn't even do it at the end when this, like, new piece of history was made. But the fact that they kept <laughs> yeah, calling back true. to the ham sandwich was, like, good. <laughs> I feel like it's followed by the weakest section of the movie, actually, which is, like, establishing a lot of the story stuff mm. where there's a lot of... Lil and Tiffany Haddish who's his girlfriend who's like this weird character who I didn't fully like get the point of it at any point and she's like kind of like exploiting him or like she's housing him and stuff but she doesn't really believe in him or like him as he's like trying to you know get his basketball dream to take off and watching like all this stuff fall apart it's like it's not that involving actually mm-hmm. in a weird way um and then I feel like the movie kind of comes alive when Uncle Drew himself shows up. Tiffany Haddish's character is, is played really poorly. Uh, she's very much like this stereotype that you see in a lot of movies uh, of this angry black woman who's just like really has no character aside from just being really angry at her partner. Um, very bad stereotype that's been used a lot in studio comedies. And she never gets any kind of growth or redemption or anything. She's just kind of angry the whole time. Um, and she's one of two characters that is played like that. Lisa Leslie's character is also like that for a while, although kind she of. does. The Lisa Leslie character is kind of like surreal. Yeah. Well, she starts chasing after him. And, um, but I, I did think that the Tiffany Haddish character was one of the wackest elements of the film. Mm. And it, it seems like part of the movie that uh, makes me think it doesn't really have a high regard for women. Yeah. Well, I also thought just about, like, that character. Well, I'm loud. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was also, like, like one, it's unnecessary, but two, it's also, like, obviously she's, like, the one in this relationship who's, like, making money, mm-hmm. so it could have mm-hmm. been, like, a thing to, like, could have been used in a different way to just emphasize, like, or, like, to, like, reinforce to Dax, like, the need for growth instead of it, like, him needing to grow in this sort of like toxic like out of this toxic relationship instead of like him being like inspired by her ambition or something like it could have been spun in like a better way like still keeping like the same like skeleton of a character just making it not like awful and stereotypical or just more interesting or giving her more room to be funny because like she is funny but like the stuff she's doing in the movie is so like cartoonish and stuff it's just not funny but in this you're you're I think, like, she's totally valid. Like, he is uh, just kind of basing his whole life on, like, oh, maybe I'll win this tournament. He's not really moving forward at all. She is totally carrying him. Um, but we're still supposed to be, like, laughing at how, like, crazy she is and how much of, like, a gold digger she is when, like, she's been carrying him. Like, she's the one who's making all this money. I don't even really understand what 
the intention of that character is when it's like she has this <laughs> beautiful apartment in New York. She's like clearly making money somehow. Why is the whole joke of that character is like, oh, she's just chasing uh, this other guy who might make, who might win a tournament. It's confusing. <laughs> it's very bizarre. <laughs> and Tiffany Haddish is funny because she's a funny actor. But uh, yeah, I just feel like we're laughing at that character way more often than like she gets to actually be the funny one. Mm. And I, I felt that way about Lisa Leslie's character as well. But at least she gets to be turned around and does end up on the team. And when she actually gets to the guys, because she's chasing after them the whole time. But when she actually does get there, at least she gets to lace up and join the team. I also, maybe I just, like, do not remember this. But I don't, I also don't really, like, understand or, like, the reason why she's chasing after them. Besides it being, like, a shocking, funny. Like... It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, so there's no motivations for why she's well, like, don't play basketball. And it's like, all right, I'm going to. Chris Webber's dedicated his I'm life to God now. There's a character called Preacher who has become a preacher, and he used to be on the on Uncle Drew's team, and then he wants to rejoin the team, but his wife doesn't want to. Yeah, for him. no reason. And then she's like, literally, like, there's like a car chase. That, and that's so good. That, that's so good. It, yeah, the it's, car chase is very good. I think I'm more accepting of that character because she leads to so many great moments. Like she's sure. treated as like like this horror movie monster, which is obviously <laughs> like bad, but it's just so funny. And then at the end, it's like she doesn't. Like, there's no explanation for yeah. why she, like, likes or is good at <laughs> basketball, but then she is, and then she's just on the team. Well, she's a player in real life. Yeah, that's but, like, point. in yeah, the movie. That's but the, the reason why. She's <laughs> well, I don't know. I assume, yeah. Like, in the yeah, movie, Yeah, I guess like, there's no explanation. It's not even, like, in the movie that she used to be a player or anything. She's, like, just his, <laughs> like, she's the preacher's wife. And... I mean, she's, like, seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's seven feet tall. At one point, someone play. says, you can't teach seven feet. <laughs> it's true, though. So many good um, jokes. Yeah, I see that. While we're talking about the preacher, can we talk about his first scene, which is <laughs> my maybe my favorite scene of the movie? Uh, the preacher is uh, doing a baptism, um, but he's like playing, uh, baptizing the baby as like dunking a basketball. <laughs> so he keeps like threatening to basically slam dunk the baby into the baptism bowl. Uh, and only little Rao is concerned. Yeah. No it's, it's a baptism, like, huge tub. Yeah. <laughs> Which little Rao does point out. He's <laughs> like, you're supposed to sprinkle water onto the baby. <laughs> but, like, Chris Weber is, like, uh, yeah, doing... It's fully, like, like, one-handed, like, about to throw the baby yeah. in the water. <laughs> like, that baby's tiny tiny like it's smaller than like a normal baby like it's such a small and chris weber is a large man i feel like he was holding it with two fingers yeah it was in this scene they keep cutting in between like what's obviously a dummy where he's dancing around and like a static shot of like a real baby and i think it might even have been funnier if it was just they didn't and it was just him with the dummy because it's like yeah, just like, like with one really leg. so crazy. Like, yeah, with it. Yeah, I see that. I I do think that it kind of needed the real life baby to have the actual like tension of the scene, right. like the actual danger that like it is a real baby. <laughs> but then there's still the audience knows as it's cutting to the long shot that it's not it's fake. Like it's obviously not real, and so as an audience we can feel comforted in that. But there's still the tension within the movie of oh yeah. my god he oh, is going to dump that baby. Um. I want to go back to the start of the movie because we've kind of barreled ahead a little bit. You mentioned how Uncle Drew doesn't really come into it until like 
20 minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. which was a bizarre choice to me. I think that in general, it was a good decision to center it more around Lil Rel because yes. he has an actual arc. And he stuff. has an actual arc. And as much of, you know, charming and fun, all the NBA and WNBA players are, um, they're not like, they can't lead like a movie. Characters, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it was a really good decision to just center it around someone who actually. Yeah, no, I think it's a good fun. call because it's like, it's kind of like Uncle Drew. He has an arc himself, actually, like, kind of like a, as a subplot. But it's also a lot of the movie is how he changes the other characters and like inspires them. Um, so it might not have been interesting if he was just the main character and he's like pretty good at everything right away. <laughs> but, yeah. I also thought like even though you said like these like NBA players couldn't like carry a film, I thought they were surprisingly good. Yeah, like I was expecting them to be way worse. Yeah. <laughs> It's like all solid performances. Can we go through really them? Funny. Yeah. Can we go through them? I, yeah. Who's like, your number one? I don't know anything about any of them. <laughs> I don't like, know. These who are the... basketball players who are surprisingly good. Yeah, I don't know who the players are in real life. My favorite character was Lights, who was oh yeah, Reggie Miller. Who <laughs> was they? They find him like shooting baskets, and he is like going blind. And there's a kind of caregiver who's just like humoring him and telling him that he's getting every basket but he's missing all of them and Lorel says are you blind and he says legally or actually <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like yeah it turns out he just needs glasses or something but just like the physicality of that performance and stuff is so funny to me I think <laughs> the physicality like the way that they like didn't just like say like they performed their lines like decently well like better mm-hmm. than a lot of like um not a lot of like actors, but a lot of like non like celebrity non actors yeah, that are no, in movies. Definitely. Yeah, totally. They did a lot better. Um, and but then the fact that they also got like the physical part down and they were like pretty consistent with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, was yeah. so like amazing. It is true. They were very committed to it. I mean, even when they're like playing basketball, you would think like that would be harder for them to do it while they're still in character because they're trying to make actual moves and they're so used to as basketball players just doing it a specific way. <coughs> Cough during the sentence there. Um, I'm still going though, but uh, <laughs> I think you, you never think about it. You never go. Yeah, oh, yeah. He moved too fast there, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it all makes sense. You're never like, cause like, I knew that they were like, bas- like there were basketball players in it. I didn't know that every like character was an actual basketball player. I thought it was just gonna be like Uncle Drew, mm-hmm. um, and then the rest of the people were just like actors. But the fact that like, they never like, go to like normal. They never go to basketball player. They're always in a good middle of old dude and basketball player. (laughs) Yeah, they're like committed performances. And they all have like a good presence, I think. Like they all bring something unique to the movie. I wonder wonder if they'd be able to do that good of a performance if it was like not a film about basketball. Like if it was a film about content, like, um, or about content that they were unfamiliar with, mm-hmm. would they still be able to, like, carry a performance out? Or is it because everybody was so passionate about this project that they, like, were able to go the extra, like, few steps to make it that good? But they, I don't know who it was or created the atmosphere, but it seems like everyone was passionate about it, even though they didn't have to be at all. Yeah. yeah. Like, it could have been this dumb thing. And no one would have, like, thought less of them if they did a bad job in Uncle Drew. But yeah. this is the best Jack performance I've ever seen, like, easily. But I mean, you look Jack at is like good. Look at Space Jam, and uh, most of the other basketball players, aside from Mike, are only in it for like one or two scenes. 
but like the performances are really bad and they're really wooden and stiff they are very bad <laughs> <laughs> like charles barkley especially always gets a joke to over how terrible he is in that movie but he's awful when he like goes to the kids at the park and he's like uh the kid's like you're not charles oh what's I forget what his line is but he's like hey hey kids uh can i can i play with you guys and then he plays and he's really bad and the kid's like you're not charles barkley you're just some fool who looks like him and he just overacts so much in his sadness. It's very, very bad. But this one, um, which has a similar tone to what Space Jam is, mm-hmm. which is totally silly and just, um, you know, we're not taking it too seriously. We're just having fun. Uh, they all nail that. And it looks like they're having a great time doing it. And I think um, charisma goes a long way in movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how well they would have done more emotional stuff. Because there's not really... Well, there's some. And I think the stuff that's there actually works really well out of the emotional things. Like with Uncle Drew? Yeah, there's a scene where Uncle Drew and Chuck's character's name. Yeah, actually, that's not bad. That's yeah, true. Yeah, I like, did forget about they that They kind scene. of like put aside a long-standing personal rivalry, and it's like it's kind of nice. I think the thing is job. that there's like emotional moments, but they're very like <coughs> they're very subtle. Mm. Um, which is like it's like weird that it's like these non-professional actors like playing subtle moments yeah underplaying a lot of the stuff yeah yeah but not in like a bad way not a bad way where you're like oh, oh they just didn't react it's like they played it properly yeah i don't know maybe this is maybe they just like really personally relate to this and they're like oh this is what i'm gonna be like when i'm an old geriatric like, <laughs> basketball player but like, i am kind of blown away by some of it like even in in the credits there's like a long kind of blooper reel and oh, it's yeah. it's not just bloopers oh, it's like jokes that are cut out and stuff it looks like Kyrie Irving is improvising yeah, with he, Rel. I know, and they're yeah. funny. Like so many of the jokes in the movie are really funny that he says and that the other basketball players say. And I'm sure some of them are written, but some of them I think were probably improvised. Yeah, they're funny. I'm just agreeing. Yeah, <laughs> this movie's just so. This is uh, actually the best movie ever made. Um, <laughs> it might be. It might be. It might be. It's you pretty got, good across the board. You guys like Nick Kroll? Yes. It was so fun. good. He's so funny. Fine. fine? He was, he was pretty funny. You didn't I like the like, Kroll show? Some of his ad-libs. So no, I, like, I like liked his character. I just like, there's so much of his character. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I know you're like not going to be successful in the end just because like it's a, the, the film is set up that way and like you mm. know from the beginning, like there's no secrets. But I was just like, if we know what's going to happen to this character, does there really need to be this much of this <laughs> character? And I mean, he's very one note. He's doing yeah. the same thing the whole time. But I just think he's so good at it. I just it. think he's a funny guy. I had actually, I saw this before I watched any of Kroll Show or Big Mouth. Uh, so this is my first exposure to him. And I just thought he was so perfect as just this like douchey guy. Because he has that look. And I don't think he is that kind of guy in real life. He seems like a very sweet, gentle man. <laughs> But, but they also make him up to look like the yeah, worst guy in the like, world. He looks like such an asshole. He looks like the kind of guy you would see at a park playing pickup that you're like, I never want to go near that guy. <laughs> and he thinks he's so good, and he is so good, and that's what makes it so much worse. It's like he's trash-talking everyone, and he's right. He's actually good. So you think he's not, it's not only, I think he's very funny, but you think it's also like a really good performance? As one of those asshole park basketball guys, yeah. Interesting. Not not trashing on Nick Kroll, but I don't think it's hard to like do a good performance of an asshole, like yeah. park, like ba- pick up basketball dude. But you think it's yeah. more specific? You think maybe he, <laughs> not that he studied it. But I think like, he's I think, met those guys. I think he's a big basketball fan. I mean, oh, they okay. mentioned basketball a lot in uh, Big Mouth, 
and also uh, he does have some sketches in Coral Show. But um, I think he knew what he was doing, and I think he was doing a pitch perfect. Do you think? I, I agree. I like, I don't think it's like the hardest thing to do, no. um, but he does do it very well. He does. Do you think he uh, was one of those guys at one point? I don't think he was ever good enough. I think that he wants to be. Although apparently, I did read this. Uh, him and uh, Lil Rel played a little bit while they were shooting, and everyone agreed that uh, Nick Kroll was much better, <laughs> and Lil Rel was sad about that. <laughs> That's like the story of in the movie. That's really, the, the movie is just real life, yeah, guys. It's, real. it's a documentary. <laughs> At one point, which I'm sure is a Kroll ad lib. He's like being interviewed, and he says, "I'm no scientist, but I do have a degree from Trump University." <laughs> he just has so many things that made me laugh. Like every time they cut to him, I would laugh because he'd be doing something funny. And I mean, they use it pretty sparingly. I, I, you thought he was in it a lot. Well, I think he's I like. There's a large stretch in the movie where he's not really in it. He wasn't. I think that's the thing is that he wasn't like he wasn't in it that much. Actually, if you were to like lay out all the like everybody's screen time percentages mm -hmm. but like i think it's just because his parts were so condensed like it was just so much of him for a couple times <laughs> i was just like just either <laughs> spread it out or have it less i think the scene where he's like in his apartment with tiffany haddish is way too long yeah oh yeah but i but then I, even then i feel like it's just like the narrative beats are being repeated that like you hate those two characters like like we get it um yeah <laughs> Um, okay. I think they really hit very well that old guys can't say sorry about anything. That's yeah. so true. <laughs> like, it's so true. Like, the way that old guys say sorry is it's like you just try and act nicer and pretend like nothing ever happened. Right. It's like you just never acknowledge the fact that you did something wrong. It's just like, you'll just be a little bit nicer in the present. Um, and they hit that really hard. That's the divide between Shaq and uh, and uh, Kyrie Irving's character, Uncle Drew. Um, it's like there's some vague thing they did in the past. It's not really that interesting. They were both in love with like the same woman, and then I guess uh, Kyrie slept with her the Before night before the finals. Oh yeah, right. It's a little sweaty and it's not very interesting. Um, what, do you, what do you mean it's a little sweaty? It's a little convoluted and it's not very interesting. <laughs> Uh, it's probably not even convoluted. It's just they don't explain it really, yeah, because uh, it's not very interesting. Uh, <laughs> but that's but you're right. That's not the story point. The story yeah, the story point, point is just the fact that like he could have just squashed this. There never would have been a problem. But instead of actually like acknowledging a mistake that he made, um, he'd rather just like not just ignore it. Yeah, just ignore it and hope that like Shaq will get over it. And that's why the team's been broken up for like thirty years. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it did feel like sort of realistic and sad. Yeah, what'd you guys think about that? I liked it. I, think, I thought it was an interesting thing to like focus on also because just like, I feel like in sports movies, there's usually like a, an underlying message of like, this is how you be a good team player, mm -hmm. but it's never beyond just being like, be respectful of your like, but it's, but this is sort of like a more nuanced version of like those sort of like sports movies or like. Because I feel like a lot of sports movies are just sort of like, believe in yourself, like, be good to your teammates, be a nice person to those who you, like, want to be nice to you, sort of, like, general, like, life lessons. But then this was, like, going, like, going that extra step and being, like, this is how you, like, effectively carry out this behavior. Like, naming the behavior and then, like, showing an example of it. Yeah, I think it cracks into the very, like, idea of uh, 
what makes a good team, which is not really like any kind of skill. I mean, that's it, part of it. It's not really any kind of skill or even like chemistry, like as you're playing. It's literally just like, you have to have a good, you have to be having a good time and you have to be like uh, enjoying the time that you're spending with these people if you're gonna do something good. And I mean, that's not always the case. Great things have been made out of really turbulent situations. But um, I definitely feel that in my life, like when I'm making movies or when I'm making anything, it's like the best experience, the best movies I feel like I've made are when I've had the best experiences making that. And when I've just been able to like get along with everyone. Um, and we've talked about how much fun it seemed like this movie was to make. And I think that's a big part of it is like, you have to like be having a good time with everyone and be open with everyone and be able to, uh, say sorry and just have a good time i think that's also like something that's, that's like teamwork that's the secret of winning yeah this is shown like early in the film where in like um dax and uncle drew first meet where it's like they're both sort of like not completely warmed up to one another because it's mm -hmm. not like this instant charisma that's gonna like they're not instantly like this is gonna fix everything this is gonna make it perfect they're just sort of like i got nothing better like we may as well try and make this work but i don't really know also like that's just so like weird that like Dax is just like I, I'm gonna go on this road trip with you. Like I don't I don't <laughs> have plans. I don't have to go. Though. To... Yeah, he doesn't have any. Plans. He has a job. Does he? Wait, what's his? Oh, oh yeah, footlocker. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't go back. Did he get fired over the shoes? That would make. Did he get fired? No, because he did end up buying them. He did end up oh, paying yeah. for them. But it, it's just yeah, like that part. Yeah, I didn't even acknowledge that. But the thing but, that sorry. they both like aren't. Like, they, neither of them are really, like, 100%, like, get each other and mm -hmm. aren't even, like, 50% getting each other. They're both <laughs> just, like, we care about basketball. Yeah. It's, like, pretty much the reason they both um, come together. Um, but then the act of both of them, like, learning to be more open to those different experiences, being, like, like realizing the idea that they can complement each other. Totally. Instead of just being, like... Instead of, like, I guess that's also the thing that, like, Uncle Drew believes in a team where it can't just be, like, one person. It has to be, like, a mix of everyone. Yeah. Which is sort of, like, interesting. Well, yeah, and that's Dax arcs as well. It's, like, uh, Uncle Drew kind of, he realizes that on the basketball court that, like, we all have to be symbiotic in order to uh, play well. But um, he doesn't understand that in his personal life at all. And Dax doesn't understand that on the court at all. He's, like, just give it to the best guy. He had Aaron Gordon on his team at the start, and he's, like, just give it to that guy and get him to make buckets. He always idolized Michael Jordan, the most one-man show kind of guy. But um, he doesn't understand that it's like to actually succeed and win, everyone's got to feel like they're a part of this. You actually do have to build this family that he never really had. Um, and that's the way that he can actually succeed and that this team can succeed. It's like through feeling like everyone is involved and everyone is enjoying this process. Yeah, there's a, there's a part later on where Drew finds out about the cash prize. Mm -hmm. for the tournament which uh Dax didn't tell him about and then it's like that's when they're kind of I feel like their relationship shifts like the most permanently is like after that they're on the same page it's heavy-handed but they change the name of the team from Harlem Money to Harlem Buckets Woo! So it's like about <laughs> the game now he's not just using them for the cash prize yeah yeah this this one was a bit heavy-handed but I think it's heavy-handed in like <laughs> the best way possible yeah it works all, all of it like it works emotionally like there's a really good setup and payoff at the very end like where there's this like running thread where uh drax 
or Dax. <laughs> Drax. They call him Drax at one point, and it threw me off. Oh, did they? I think so. I think it was like a joke when he like did something. Yeah, but uh, Dax screwed up a shot because oh. Nick Kroll blocked it, yeah, like when so they were good. kids, and then he quit basketball because he was ashamed. And then at the end, uh, Shaq doesn't show up. Shaq's injured, mm-hmm. so Dax has to play. And then he no no no. To... Shaq's injured. Lisa Leslie's got to play. Oh right. But then during the game, Chris Webber gets, gets injured. injured. Right. Yeah. No, not. Oh, was it lights? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it was it's lights, lights right. and one of the other players. So now Dax and Nicole. Are <laughs> yeah, playing. they both have to go into the thing. Very convenient. Oh yeah, because yeah. they like run into each other or yeah. something. <laughs> like something happens and they get injured. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, he kind of has to relive that moment. Oh, you're right. It wasn't Chris Webber because there's a great joke. Uh, for the basketball nerds, when they go into the game, and uh, Kyrie Irving makes a joke to Chris Webber where he's like, "Just so you know, there's no timeouts." And Chris Webber's like, "I could have sworn there was." And that's a reference to when he was in college, he thought that he had an extra timeout at the end of the game. This was in the the championship game. Ooh. He thought he had an extra timeout at the end of the game, and he tried to call it, and as a oh, result, right. they okay. lost the game. There's also uh, an insufferable get out reference that little. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love that final shot too, and it's so like you know where it's you know where it's going from, from the a beginning. Mile away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even the way that they set up that it's like in this tortured past. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it goes through Flash his back. like yeah, it flashes back to his it? childhood <laughs> at the start of the movie where he was like an orphan. He lived in a, he lived in foster care, and all he loved was basketball. And then he got good, and he got to take the final shot. But Nick Kroll blocked him, and now he never wants to play basketball again. And from minute 10 in the movie, you know that's where the movie's going to go. But somehow it's still it's very, very satisfying. satisfying yeah. When it actually happens, There's that was still... an extremely good build-up where he takes a timeout because he doesn't want the pressure of taking the shot. And then oh, they all yeah. convince him that he has to take the shot anyway. Yeah, yeah no, that very was well good. done. Oh, and there's a great moment in that uh, scene as well, just a great line, where he's like, but what if I miss? And then they're all like, but what if you make it? And it's kind of like the power of positive thinking instead of just like always pessimistically thinking of like, what if I make a mistake? What if I do this? What if I do this? It's like, yeah, but what if you don't? Like, why don't you go out there and think of the opposite? And if something goes wrong, who care? (laughs) Which Which is actually interesting as the final beat of the movie because I do think that a lot of the movie was about dwelling over your mistakes that you made in the past and I'm not allowing yourself to like, move forward in life because of and stuff you haven't dealt with yeah exactly like feeling like you messed up and like now you just can't go on anymore um uncle drew and the whole team disbands because he made a mistake and will never be able to get over it Lil rel quits the thing that he loves because <laughs> he feels like he messed up so prominently there's a great weird thread too just Which actually, wait, can I just say one thing real quick? Yeah. On that? Sorry. <laughs> I just love this movie. <laughs> but that's actually kind of an interesting way. You're like, okay, so the filmmakers would go in and be like, we're making a film about an old basketball player. What do we do with this? And they actually, that was a pretty inspired decision to be like, well, what if it's about him not being able to get over the fact that he was a great player, but he didn't get his chance because he messed it up? Mm-hmm. It's like, that's actually a pretty inspired decision for such a stupid property to be adapting. And I think there's a bit of, like, that in, like, as Nara said, how committed, like, the performances seem or, like, how emotional they seem. I think they are thinking about, like, oh, this is going to be me pretty soon. Soon Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to play. Well, most of those guys are retired. Right. Which is 
interesting well, as well. They're not they're not ancient though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they don't play in the NBA anymore yeah. except for Kyrie. Well, yeah. Well, then there's the kind of thing of like. Like yeah, I I can imagine it would be fun to go like oh even when I'm eighty or whatever totally. I'm still gonna be playing and yeah can can we talk about the the character of Boots for a second who was oh, yeah. literally didn't walk just because he <laughs> didn't oh. like his shoes <laughs> <laughs> yeah the first time I saw it I I thought that it was like one of those um, things that happen one of those ableist things that happen in a lot of movies like a miracle yeah cure. it's like the miracle cure. Um, Look, you can finally walk again. I think there's something a little more nuanced, though, that might be happening. Which I think it's true is that, like, some people kind of, like, when they get older, they kind of, like, lose the will to live or do anything. Mm. And I thought it was one of those things where it's, like, it's obviously, like, really exaggerated and whatever. And I thought it was very funny that Uncle Drew just comes in and throws the basketball at him really hard <laughs> and he catches it. But I, but I think that sometimes happens where it's, like, yeah. people have these, like, extraordinary, like, uh, health recovery is when the thing that they love is like reintroduced to them i think that does happen sometimes i, I thought also you could see like earlier on that like boots genuine like just wasn't happy where he was because yeah. like they're yeah. making this elaborate escape plan which is such an amazing scene like when they're talking <laughs> about that bit, i was like i'd like to see them actually attempt this yeah um but then like he just shows up outside of the van like you can still he just wants to leave. yeah he just wants i think it's just like that idea also of like wanting to feel a part of something too where he's just like he's in this like so far from like new york city where he like i'm assuming he grew up or at least was Mm -hmm. like um a very like important time for him an important place for him when he was like playing basketball and now he's in like the middle of nowhere in this like retirement home so it's sort of like just that like idea of like having a place to belong and like desiring like a, like desiring a place and desiring like the people that make you happy yeah. so i like thought that was like it was like a weirdly like nice thing also the thing that was like for a lot of the movie you think they're just taking him along because he's part of the team but won't actually play yeah which is like also kind of nice where they're just like oh we like our friends it's important that we are surrounded by friends and family mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of the uh like his granddaughter's uh, function in a lot of it um where she is just kind of like yeah this is a really nice thing that you're doing and then she realizes, like, oh, wait, no, they're actually good at basketball. Um, yeah, I wish they hit that joke harder because it is funny when she's, like, really encouraging them when they're losing to the high school team. Yeah. But, I, yeah, it feels like she's just kind of there as, like, a boring love interest yeah. at the end. And also to act in contrast to Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, t- isn't Tiffany Haddish the worst person <laughs> in the world? But look at her. She cares about her grandpa. <laughs> and she's so nice and... Uh, like I said, I don't think this movie has a hugely great opinion on women. I have a question. Although they do point out how great that girls' basketball team is. Yeah, that girls' basketball team is amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I mean, it's... they beat Uncle Drew's team, so they're better than anyone at Rucker Park. <laughs> I know they weren't on the top of their game yet, but they slaughtered them. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been such a funny like plot twist if it was like the girls' team were like, traveling to play at yeah. like, Rucker Park. <laughs> oh, that would um, be great. No, but I have a question. Maybe I missed this, or maybe it just was never stated, but are lights and boots related? I think they're just at the same retirement home. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that they probably were like, we've been on the road too much of this movie. Let's just put the last two people in the same spot. Right. 
Although, actually, I guess they go to Shaq after that, but that's a bigger moment. Yeah, but still, the, still condenses it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think they're supposed to be related. Okay, because I was sort of confused about that throughout. Like, part of, like it, it's not a, important to the plot. I was just like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that she was just taking after, or taking care of, uh, of um, lights as well. But, I, okay, this is a slightly separate thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was just thinking this this time watching it. Uncle Drew's whole thing, especially at the start of the movie, is like, I'm going to teach people how to play the right way. Like, we're going to go back to the fundamentals. We're going to play the right way. They're the most showboaty team. <laughs> like, they're not playing the right way. He's doing, like, 360 layups. <laughs> He's doing, like, a between the legs. Like, whatever happened to that thread in the movie, guys? <laughs> he never taught anyone to play the right way. They're the most, they're the, they're the biggest showboats. The right way is by uh, caring about those who care about you. That's true. It's not about on the court. Off the court, too. so right. <laughs> but we, then why is he criticizing all the, the way that those young punks are playing at the start? Maybe he's at the those beginning, he's just bitter. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, can I just talk about the credits for one second? Because we talked about that earlier. Yeah. My favorite thing ever is when films use the credits. Ah, uh, yeah. I um, know. My friend, uh, Noah... Um, I, I went with him to see Bring It On at uh, TIFF, and he was like, the movie was good, but then the credits ruined it for me because I don't want to see dumb stuff happening after the film. And I'm like, that's the best thing ever. I when it, You can just yeah. like have, when it's like, okay, it might not work for a really, like it probably won't work for a really dramatic <laughs> film. But then like once you have, like especially with a comedy film, like everything happens. You have that emotional note at the end. There's probably like another like comedic beat right before the yeah. credits roll. And then through the credits, you can just sort of like, relax yeah you're just messing around you're just messing around with it you're part of the cast you're part of the crew you're just messing around with the. With i don't the like team. when they do the bloopers in the credits oh, I typically I, I, I like bloopers isn't my favorite but i like it when they have something during the credits it was cool in this because there was like they were showing how they did some of the makeup and they're showing some jokes that were funny but it probably just didn't fit in the scene or whatever Fun. This cool. movie's about having fun and yeah, being no, a team. Yeah, no, it worked yeah, okay in this movie. Being a team. I just like, don't show the team usually who made the movie. If I enjoyed like a good movie and like the story's over, I don't want to see the bloopers. I so. love seeing stuff during the credits. Yeah. It's so much fun. People should do that. Spice World. I love those credits. Yeah, bring back stuff during the credits. When they're like, I just feel like it's exhausting. Camera. I just want to like think about the movie. Like I haven't seen many films like post like 2007 maybe or like 2005 that have things during the credits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like even comedies, they t- typically just end and then it's just credits. And I'm like, make people stay in the theater and see who's made it, even if they're only half paying attention to who's <laughs> made it and half paying attention to the like weird blooper stuff. But it's like. I I like completely agree. Here's another thing I want to see in credits more. Uh, you know, like a lot of I love when a movie just has like a slightly related pop song by an artist who just like made it for that movie. Oh my god! Like in Mission yes. Impossible Three, they got a Kanye song, <laughs> and it's like it's just called Impossible. It's not really about the movie at all, hmm. but I just freaking love that. More movies got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I have one more thing I want to talk about with Uncle Drew. Did talk you guys like the makeup? Did you think it was actually good? I thought it was decent. I thought it was great. Actually. I thought it was pretty good. I thought wow. I thought the part that sort of threw me off the most were like the wigs mm-hmm. and the hair pieces more so than like the I think also because yeah, there's not sure. a ton of like super close ups, it like and I was watching it on a small laptop screen. <laughs> um, it probably does a little bit better. But I thought the makeup was like pretty good. Yeah, that was very good. What do you think? Did you think it was awful? I don't know. Maybe it's just, I don't know. 
Because you actually know what these people yeah, maybe look I'm like. Yeah. Seeing their faces. I don't I know they what looked, these people look like. <laughs> I didn't think it looked good at all. Well, like, but I a, can't describe why I don't like it. I just think it looked really artificial. Yeah, but it is. It's a comedy. I know. It doesn't really matter. I also think when people, typically when people age people in films, they either do it like digitally or they do like very minimal mm-hmm. aging makeup. They never go like this extreme. Yeah. So I thought for pretty extreme aging, it wasn't too... Yeah, and yeah that's like true. You're not usually going from like 20 to 80. Yeah. Like yeah. Kyrie Irving has... Yeah, they have to add 60 years. So that is pretty <laughs> tough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look terrible and it didn't like... Is Kyrie Irving in his 20s? Uh, yeah, I think he's like late 20s now. That's such a good performance. Yeah. <laughs> he could be... Wow, he's not old? I think he can, I think he can act. Like I think yeah, he could genuinely yeah. be an actor if he wants to go into that. He should be in the in the next Space Jam. I don't think he is. I he, think he should be. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He's not going to be in it. A lot of stars didn't want to be in it because they didn't want to seem like second fiddle, to uh, like didn't want to seem like secondary stars. Stupid. Yeah, agreed. Because LeBron, it's LeBron. Everyone's secondary. So to him. it's that's like true, you're just true. not in the movie then. Yeah, so then they're just not going to be in it. Let's revisit it. Whack, not whack. You still stand in the same place? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm still in the same place. I think it's still... I think it's whack. Should we fire up the meter? Yeah, let's fire, let's fire up the whack meter Between... Should, should I recap where we put other films? Yes, Or please. should we do that after we... No, let's do it, and I'll just keep beatboxing. Okay. So la- la- last two episodes we've done, Spring Breakers Head. Spring Breakers was at a 2.55 whackness out of 5. 2.55. And then Head was at 3.66 out of 5. Where will Uncle Drew fall? Are we supposed to give it numbers? Yeah, we were doing, we were doing out of 5 last time. So what's your whack rating out of five? Two and a half. I feel like the beginning and end are like more typical studio comedy things, but the middle is so weird. And like, and not even weird, <laughs> but just like has so much energy and like fun. Yeah. Bumps it up a couple. Yeah, I will say for something that like does feel like a pretty uh, just normal studio comedy for a lot of it, but it is ha- it a normal studio comedy? It's, it's by like, Pepsi. Yeah, and it has stayed That's... on my mind a lot since I watched it. Like, I've mentioned it many times. Uh, and I don't think just for the novelty of it. Like, if it just had NBA stars in it, I'm sure I'd be interested. But I think it's genuinely good. It is genuinely good. And uh, I'd say Wackometer, give me a two. It's a good flick. And I, you know, sometimes I use Wack in a great way. But I, don't, I think this one's just like a good movie with a lot of heart. And people who really wanted it to be good. And it's good. And I think that all these basketball players, if they wanted to do more acting, they might be able to do it. They, I mean, I hear what you say, Nara, that like they are playing basketball players and they're also doing something so heightened that it might be easier. But uh, they took on characters and they made character choices and did a pretty good job. No, I think, they, I think they're great actors. Yeah. Um, for, for me, I, th- I still think it's whack. I'm going to give it a, like a, a 3.5 out of 5 <laughs> whackness. Um, the reason, mostly it is whack because of, um, A, that it is like pretty much all basketball players in this <laughs> film, like as the actors, which is such a weird like thing for the studio just to like <laughs> take a chance on doing. 
to the fact that the studio in question is Pepsi. <laughs> um, and but then, they stayed more out of it than I thought they were going they to. Did I thought it was going to be very Pepsi, Pepsi. Yeah, but it, just the fact that it is Pepsi yeah. is behind it all, and that's based off of a series of commercials um, is weird. And then, like, a, another thing that makes it whack is just, like, some of the story elements are just kind of whack. It's kind of whack. It's just a little, it's just, so I, I think it's, it's a little sexist. Also. It is a little bit, a little bit sexist. But I, I was going to say whack in more of, like, a exciting, fun, whack way. Confusing, fun. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> What's that bring us to? I have to do math now. All right, this is Nara's Math Corner. Kind of rhymed. I have to do this in my head. You weren't even listening. What? Say it into the mic. Just want some water. What kind? Tap. <laughs> Favorite tap water? One at my house. Because of the familiarity. Yeah. Favorite bottled water? Just say the usual, and the tap spits it out. <laughs> Cut this out. <laughs> well, not if you're getting. Well, sometimes you get in hot water. Not the usual. And cut. No, we're still rolling. Cut this out. We're still waiting on Nara to, to calculate the score. Don't leave that in. We're leaving this in. <laughs> it's all staying in. Um, the score of this <laughs> film is uh, between Spring Breakers and Head. It is 2.666. Okay. Or okay. 2.66, basically. I'll take that. I could mm. round it up to 2.67. Would you like me to do that? No. No, no, no. Okay. 2.66 sounds right. Okay. <laughs> Uncle Drew, 2.66. Does anybody want to wanna sign us out? It's been another episode of Is It Whack? On this one, we talked about Uncle Drew. I hope you had a good time. Next week, we're going to be talking about Cape Fear. Official sponsor. Our official sponsor is Q Media. Thank you so much for letting us use your space and your equipment. Um, and your friendship. And your friendship. And we're also sponsored by Happiness. <laughs> we like having it. We're not sponsored by Pepsi, though. No. So. <laughs> Anything we said about Pepsi. <laughs> that was our own opinion. And uh, we'll end this episode by all saying our favorite Pepsi product on three. One, One two, two, three. Pepsi. Uh, Dr. Pepper. Thank you for listening to <laughs> another episode of Is It Whack? Is It Whack? is produced by Insomniac Film Festival. Go to insomniacfestival.com or at insomniacfest on instagram to learn a bit more about us thank you to emma kudlak for the art thank you to ian mills for the music thank you to q media thank you to the city of oakville why hmm. why not you already heard me say it but next week we're going to be talking about cape fear now just so you know it's not the marty scorsese version it is actually one starring gregory peck from the 60s the roaring 60s so come on back next week let's talk about it together see you then i hope you have a great afternoon evening morning whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this right now i hope the rest of the day is great from everyone here at is it whack thank you and have an excellent time of day